0: this podcast is presented to you by passion church and their campus in Alexander City Alabama For more information visit www.mypassion.church the title of this message is who are you and we're going to go over to Exodus 629. Uh, and thirty and begin uh, over there. And listen, sometimes we need to be mindful of this. But sometimes we're 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 trying to find a feeling, and what we need to find is faith. As you're probably going to find what you're looking for. The Feelings are fleeting; they're fickle; they're up and down and all around. But faith is solid. Amen. Faith has substance to it. Faith is it, it's our connection with God and God has filled his word with faith. You know uh, I love the songs that we uh, that we sing uh, they're uh, they're powerful words but they have to have faith in them. Fill them more than just a feeling. We're not we're not trying to find a feeling Emotionally trying to find faith. Amen. And you'll know it when you do. I said you'll know it when you do because it'll dawn on you. I said it'll dawn on you. Amen. All right. Who are you? Exodus 6, and we're going to look at verse 29 and 30. I, I believe numbers are important. These are the last two verses of the sixth chapter. Everybody say six. Six is the number of man, isn't it? You know, God is so exacting. I don't know if you just pay attention, you know, uh, to the detail uh, 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 of God. You know, I don't know where they got the saying, Alabama the beautiful, but ain't she grand. Just take a look around. You know, don't just drive by all God's handiwork and snub your nose on your way thinking that what you got to do is more important than what God is doing. Look around you. Amen. Full of beauty. Uh, and grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Even the flowers of the field not dressed. Uh, in all the king's splendor. It says you're not dressed like uh, the flowers of the field. God does it beautifully. Amen. Alright. Uh, number six is the number of men. And here's uh, in verse last two verses it says God addressed Moses saying I am God. Tell Pharaoh king of Egypt everything I say to you. And Moses answered, look at me. I stutter. Why would Pharaoh listen to me? You know, <clears throat> we, all, we all always tend to look first at ourselves, at our inadequacies, our inabilities. I'm this, I'm that, I'm not, I can't. And we don't do well when we measure ourselves by ourselves. The scripture teaches us that. For the measure of man, man's measure is always a false measure. Always a false measure. Whether it's in this ditch or of, you know, I'm all that in a bag of chips. Or I'm over here and, and you know, nothing in the, nothing in the cupboard. The elevator don't go all the way to the top floor. You know what I'm saying. All right. I'm, I want to announce a new chapter though. God doesn't leave us like he found us. Sometimes people will say, well I'm looking for God. Oh honey, God's been looking for you a lot longer than you've been looking for him. To be found by God, amen. Uh, and he found Moses, found Moses out on the backside of the desert. God knows exactly where you're at. Knows exactly what uh, he's doing. Knows exactly what we're doing. Anyway, the new chapter is this. God said, God told Moses, "Look at me." See the answer to God's answer to us. You know, looking us telling God, "Look at me," and measuring ourselves by ourselves, and and the reality of you know, I can't. Uh, uh, I'm not this, I'm not that, I I, I stutter, I have inabilities, I have inadequacies to what you're calling me to do. God's answer is, no, you look at me. Nothing will change in our life as long as we're just looking at us. But everything will change when we look at God. He says, Look at me. I'll make you. What's a powerful statement, isn't it? That when we look at God, and we'll we'll you know we'll we'll broaden this out later on, but just for the point of today. He says, I'll make you. Look at me. And something will happen when you look at me. Because I'm God. And I'll make you as God. You're created in my likeness and in my image. Yes, You're not the less. Listen, <clears throat> said, I'll make you how I meant you. God's measure is a true measure. I sang a song a little while ago. It says, Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. You know, it's, a, it's, it's a wonderful words and all that, but, you know, the, the, we want the promotion because the, and we measure it by the perks. But the promotion only comes to those who are willing to embrace the responsibility. Jesus said this, if you continue in my word, you'll show yourself as my disciple. And you'll know the truth. And you'll be free. Amen. For whom the Son sets free is free indeed. How's the Son set us free? With His Word. By us continuing to look into that Word, to look at Him. We look at Him. God's Word is truth, and that's the true measure. Amen. I am who you say I am. <clears throat> You're more than you think you are. Turn to your neighbor and say, You're more than you think you are. I want to turn over here to Ephesians. And we'll visit this again. There's not, that's not all there is there, but it's a start. Say, It's a a start. And all I want to do is shift your focus today. You've been telling God, look at me. I can't. I'm not. God says, look at me. Just look at me. I'm God, and I'll make you. You're more than you think you are. Ephesians 2 and 7. I'm going to read this. This is out of the message, but I just want you to listen. Now that God has us where he wants us, with all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Is there really ever any progress without pressure? You know... I'm sure Moses, you know, didn't think he was in a good position where he goes, look at me. You're asking me to do something that's absolutely impossible. Look at me. I'm not, I can't do that. I'm not this. I'm not that. And you know, that's right where God wants us to be because the humble get grace. When we realize that it's, that in, you know, by ourselves have to figure it out all on our own. Why would we, why would we even attempt that? It is not good that we, that man should be alone. We're made to belong. We're made to be together. Together we're better. First with God. And the funny thing about God is, you know, I mean, God's kind of like me, or maybe I'm kind of like God, you know. You say, well, you can, you can come, Bruce, but don't bring Sandy. Ain't gonna happen. Well, I love God, but I ain't going to do the church thing. Ain't going to happen. Let's move along before I get to meddling and I'll take too much time there. And Those that love me and yelled Hosanna, will be throwing rocks and trying to crucify me while I scoot across the lawn back to my sanctuary. Ephesians 2. Now that God has us where he wants us. You know, uh, listen, you're right where God wants you. For all the good, all the bad, everything that's happened, perfect. God says perfect. It's just perfect. You are where you are. I got you right where I want you. And I'm going to shower you with grace and shower you with kindness. And uh, that's what you can expect from me, great grace and a greater love. I got you right where I want you. When you say you're, you're not all that, God's saying I just want you then to look at me. Amen? I'm God, and I'll make you. Ephesians 2, let's read the rest. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. Okay, end of sermon, we'll go home. Just do that, and everything will be all right. All we need to do is trust him to do it and let him do it. Just let him do it. If saving was all his idea, let him do it. And we've got to give him something to work with don't we? See, because trust is a matter of, the only thing we can trust about God is he's good to his word. Whatever that word says, that's what God says. You take God at his word, period. Final word, final word, absolute final word. Doesn't matter who argues with it, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what comes against it, that's it. God said it, that's it. God will do that. You can trust him to do it every time. In his time. I had three amens and everybody dropped off the cliff when I said his time. <laughs> David said my time. He, he said this, listen, I have quieted myself down. Like a weaned child sitting on his mama's lap. Ain't going to be that way. You ain't getting that no more. I'm going to use a fork and a spoon. I'm going to drink out of a cup. Change has come, and you settle down to be quiet. He said, "I have not exercised myself in matters that are too great for me. I trust in you, and well, my times are in your hands." Say, "My times are in your hands," and God feels like that He has all the time in this world and the next to prepare you. All we do is trust. If we don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work that he does. The good work he has gotten ready for us to do, work we had better be doing. He does the making, the saving. and it is for us to join him in his work. Let's look at 2 Corinthians and uh, miracles can happen now we might get out by on time the evidence is all around we're closing with 2 Corinthians 5 14 through 20, but it's a long six verses from here. Look, all right. Our firm decision is to work from this focus center. One man died for everyone. That puts everyone in the same boat. Everybody needed saving. Everybody needs Jesus. And no one can save themselves. No one can make themselves. Making and saving was all God's idea. And everyone has to trust him and let him do it. He included everyone in his death so that everyone could be included in his life. A resurrection life. A far better life than people ever lived on their own. Because of this decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. We look at the Messiah that we looked at the Messiah that way once and got it all wrong, as you know. We certainly don't look at him that way anymore. Now we look inside. And what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start, is created new. The old life is gone. A new life burgeons. Look at it. Moses says, look at me. God says, no, you look at me. And here in the New Testament, it says, look at at it, a new life in Christ. Don't look at folks. Don't look at yourself and don't look at people the way you used to with just outside man's measurements by what they have, how they appear. Don't look at yourself that way. And don't judge God by the circumstance and the situation of your life. all this is about positioning in order to get you to have a perspective when you're at the end of yourself boy we don't like to go there but you know that is really the only truest freedom that there is boy when you get to the place where only God can do it now you're free from having to do it yourself you know you don't have a care how, how is it that we ever get into the greater works of God, okay, when, like Jesus, he's able to say, because it's not me. It's him. He's doing the works. These are his words. These are his works. I could never do this on my own. Right, Don't ever intend to. It's too big. It's too great. It's God. It was all his idea. And I'm free free to join him in his work. now we're not going to get in the way where I come in and tell the boss what we're going to do today. I come in and the boss tells me what we're going to do today. The Lord has, I embrace him as Lord and he has lordship in my life. Amen. And it's not, and, and I'm not having to, you know, I'm not having to remember this. He said, you know, we really didn't have anything to do with what God did. We just trust Him enough to let him do it, because if we start taking credit for the little, we think we did the whole thing. Well, I'm tell you what I sang good today. I preached good today. You didn't do so good on breakfast, but I did real good on measuring ourselves by ourselves. Say, it's God. God. And I'm going to join him in his work. What is the greatest work of God? What's the greatest miracle that can take place? It's when blind eyes are opened, deaf ears are unstopped, that from the inside we realize, God, I hear the voice of God. I feel the presence of God. I sense the pull of God's spirit pulling me out of where I'm at and into where he wants me to be all of a sudden I'm in God's now and I know I need God only God can save me only God can cause this old thing that I'm dragging around with me or maybe I'm still in same old same old you'll hear that in the world how are things going same old same old Usually that's not good. That's not a good saying. That's a survival saying. That's a, you know, I wish it were different, but it's the same old, same old. But see, with God, see, all things are new. Life becomes a discovery because it's resurrection life. When you're dead, you don't know nothing. But when you're alive unto God, and that's the greatest miracle that happens. Isn't that true? We come alive to God and all of a sudden, suddenly, in a moment, before before you can have a twinkle in your eye, God saves us. This is a done deal. Jesus, the old life is gone. A new life burgeons. Look at it. Look at the new life that you have to live that God lays out this offer, His most generous offer, forgiveness of sins. All of them, not some, all. There are folks that, that to this day religion has taught them. Well, I'm going to tell you what now. You know, I remember when we went to think they'd talk about the unpardonable sin. I wondered what in the world is that? You know, Because they preach sin. That was good to you know, make me aware of it, but then you need to make me aware that I'm forgiven. Don't hold over me. There is an unpardonable sin. You know, sin, and I said, I do, and that we love one another, hell or high water, death, sickness, all that kind of stuff anyway, you know. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, but I could have went home and said, but now there is one thing. <laughs> and if you do this one thing, well, what is it? Well, you'll have to wait and find out. Just don't do it. Now my mind is on the one thing. It's not faith. It's fear now. See? Are you listening? Well, let me tell you what. Say this. He forgives all my sin. All the sin of the past, the sin of the present, and anything in the future. Well, I just don't believe that. Well, then you just need... God's that good and beyond. He's beyond what we can believe where goodness is concerned. You know? I mean, seriously. At some point in time, we just have to say, okay. That was all your idea. It's a good deal. I want in. If you said all, I just believe all. And when the devil comes to accuse you, say, hey, talk to him. The deal was, that cross had the final word. Forgiveness was bought and paid for. Here's my policy. The blood of Jesus. The word of God. I'm forgiven. If I do sin, even as a Christian, I have a... I have an advocate with the father. and I mean, it's not like some kind of weird relationship. He's the son. I mean, the, the father's the judge and the son's the lawyer, and the deal is rigged. I've been ransomed, I' bought off. You talk about better than the mob, honey. I've been bought out. Ain't no way I'm going to jail. It ain't going to happen. I don't care who's accusing me. My is the judge. Hey. My lawyer's the son. Hey. And I got the Holy Ghost saying inside, it's go be all right. I'm telling you, it's going to be all right. I got pizza and Coke after. It's going to be all right. Ain't nothing you could have done. Ain't nothing you can do. Ain't nothing you'll ever do. I bought him out. Oh my God, I'm preaching better then you know today, look at it. He says, I want you to look at the new life you have. Huh? Can't do no wrong. I would to strut over here like a little Benny Roos and go, can't do no wrong. Oh, can't do no wrong. Where God is concerned. You know, the good lesson is like grandchildren. Mom and Daddy freak out, but with us it's like, we really can't do no wrong. You know, we'll love them correctly, but honestly, you know, I mean, you know, they're our grandchildren. We love them more than our children. They're grand. They're the greater work. Huh? Uh, you know, I mean, you're worrying that they're going to be troublesome on bars. You know, hey, listen, if they get out of hand, we'll hand them over. To you, you be the bad guy, bring them back. And we'll it oh, It's all right. We're not going to undermine their authority. And we go, Papa loves you. It's okay. Come on, it's all right. Just uh, do what they say. See? You know, if you do what they say. Listen, let's let's get a head start on this. Let's get the ice cream. Then you give you more incentive to do what they say. <laughs> oh God is so good God is so great time to look at it for everyone that's saying look at me God says no you look at me and you look at me you're going to see Jesus you're going to see how much I loved you and given you Jesus and I loved him but I gave him up for you. You're kind of like, I love Jesus, but I love you more. I'm not even going to try to get our head wrapped around that. But he was willing to give Jesus for you. He wasn't willing to do without you. He was willing to do without Jesus in order to get you think about that. But with God, you get your cake and you eat your ice cream too you got Jesus and with him freely all things. God says, see, God just looks at it like, you know, he's going to get it all. And he's going to get all of us. Let me finish this, all right? You're taking way too long. Stop that. The old life is gone. A new life virgins. Look at it. All this comes from God who settled the relationship between us and Him and then called us to settle our relationship with each other. God put the world square with Himself through the Messiah, giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sins. God has given us the task of telling everyone what He's doing. Well, I'll tell you, He's still saving, He's still making, He's still creating new creations he's still offering total forgiveness absolute forgiveness of all sin he totally has opened up everything that this new life includes to everyone and anything and it, isn't that joining in him in his word we don't have to be fancy about it we just have to say I'm forgiven and so are you I'm saved. And so can and you can be too. It's all in Jesus. It's already been done. Accept his offer. Just accept his offer. <clears throat> I'm busy right now. I can't come to You don't even hardly hear a ring like that anymore. Most of them are like I haven't heard a ring like that since back when we had a party line. Ethel was on there. Are you on there, Ethel? Get off in there now. This is private. Some some of the young people don't know what a party line was. It's kind of like a WhatsApp conference call when you get more than one person on there. Except you can't see them. You just hear them breathing. (laughs) Whoa, I, swear. I never knew that. Is that you, Ethel? Get off in there. You ain't supposed to be. A... <laughs> Our granddaughter, the little one, two and a half year old, apparently their apology had to go out and a warning had to go out over Facebook the other day that, uh, or the grandmama had let her play with a telephone. Apparently, she was transferring money, hundred fifty dollars, into somebody, <laughs> and uh, uh, and she was sending pictures and different things like that. When she came to visit, I said, uh, uh, if y'all give her that phone, let her repeat it. I said, just give her my number. She can send her pictures and her money to me. Who <laughs> <laughs> Jesus? So there are dangers involved with the cell phone. Don't think the don't think you missed it because of the party line. Amen. Look at you. And look at God. See Jesus. And look at him, what God has done. And what God is doing. He's still in the saving business. He still feels like that given enough time he can get enough grace and kindness to you by people joining him in his work and just simply telling what he's done and what he's doing. He wants us not to see like we saw before. I'm going to tell you God's doing this wonderful great, greater work. Greater work. I heard God say this great the great will rise to the greater work if you'll speak to it see there's a greater work that God would do in your life if you're here today Pastor Ron will come for just a moment we'll be done, go home the reason why we came today is to see the greatest miracle that can ever take place. You know, and it's a private one. It's not a it's not something you can measure by an outward thing. Because remember, we can't judge any longer and see people from the outside and say, oh, they're okay. They're in church, aren't they? They should be all right. People we work with, members of our family, friends. If we look only with the eyes that see the outside, no concern, realize it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Because the reason why the Spirit of God comes and falls afresh on us like right now his first work is to convince, is to convict the world of sin or missing the mark. So you're missing the point of this life. This life is not about just this kind of a life over here, it's about this one. It's about Jesus interjecting himself. Standing at the intersection and waving and saying, listen, that's a wrong road. That's the wrong way. It's not going to end like you think it's going to end. Very private, this thing, asking the Lord, come into your heart and take your Lots of people do it different ways. There's some thought that says, well, you need to not be ashamed of the Lord. Well, you know, not after He's Lord. He'll be ashamed in you in front of God. You tell me one sinner, one soul that God's ashamed of that He died for. It's not a shame. We don't deny Him after we have Him, but we got to get Him first. I want to provide that private moment for you right now. It is such a personal thing asking this God to personally take over your life. Giving yourself, your person, over to Him in person. So let's do that. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. I know that there are some that they need to know, you know. We want to know, but all we'll ever do is be able to recognize what God has done. So if you're here today, you've never asked Jesus into your heart. I want to invite you to do so. Now, if you're here today and you've, you've slid away, drifted away, I want to invite you come back to God. Come back to this life waiting looking out in the woods waiting for you to come come back and we'll go right on take your hand and go right on like it like you never were away but whether for the first time or this time come back to Jesus come to Jesus today when you come to Jesus you come to forgiveness of sin come to Jesus from now on all that matters is from this moment on we're going to walk and talk together when you come to Jesus you come back to life this life that God gives the new life and the old life will be gone let's pray this prayer Jesus I'm coming home I'm coming back I want you to come into my heart I believe you forgave all I receive that forgiveness now I received this new life. I declare the no, old life's gone. I'm done with that. I'm going to follow you. And I thank you for it. Thank you, Jesus. Now I'm looking to you. Amen. Now, listen if you prayed that in your heart, you meant it, then you're saved.